Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. Today we officially begin our Advent uh, series. Uh, we are calling it Hark, the Lyrics of Advent. This morning, as we have read in the Advent Focus, we are looking at Zachariah's song. We are looking at the different songs that the Gospel writer, Luke, uh, mentioned at the, as they were waiting for the coming of Jesus. Um, he wrote, different, oh, there were different songs there in the first two chapters. So we are going to look at the three songs there in the first two chapters. And we are going to camp ourselves this morning in the song of Zacharias. Because Scholars call it the Benedictus. It's a Latin word for benediction. It's where he concluded that this is what's going to happen. So if you have your Bibles, I would invite you to go to Luke chapter 1. And let's turn to verse 67 through the verse 79. Luke chapter 1, verse 67 through the verse 79. As you find it, say amen. If you're waiting, say, Lord, have patience and mercy upon me. Okay? So this week we are going to look at the Benedictus. Then after we will look at the Magnificat, the song of Mary. Right? Verse 67. All right? It reads, His father Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord. Some of your versions have it as, Blessed be the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come. Underline that word or circle that word in your Bible. He has come. Some of your versions have it, He has visited his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his prophets of of old, long time ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. Verse seventy-three, the oath. He swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God. Underline that phrase again. And there we go again. By which the rising of the sun will come or visit us to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. If you are taking note, write down this as our subject for the morning, the lyric of visitation. The lyric of visitation. Permit me if I can have your attention and remember my child years. You guys may be wondering what is happening. 
This perfectly describes the situation of these people in Israel at the time of this prophetic song. The people were hopeless and disillusioned. They have been hoping, waiting, and expecting for God to fulfill his promise for 400 years. They have been waiting. They hoped, they waited, and they expected. But the more they hoped, waited, and expected, the worst things got for them. How is it possible that I am serving the Lord? I am being faithful to the Lord. I am doing everything that the Lord has called me to do. But yet the Lord sees my condition. He sees my situation and it seems that he does not care. This was the situation of God's people at the time of Zechariah's prophetic song or his benedictus. The people been waiting for God to show up and fulfill his promise that he made in Malachi chapter 4. 400 years has passed. Like this balloon, they were energetic. They were celebrating. They were praising God. But the more they wait, the more the air of hope from the tank was being slowly released from their tank. How can we sing the song of Zion, they were saying? How can we praise God? And the Lord see that the Romans, they came and they occupied our territory. Territory that they've been blessed with. Political corruption was plaguing them. Priestly corruption or leadership was plaguing them. But yet they were hoping, waiting, and expecting. It was in this context, Luke placed strategically this prophetic song of Isaiah for the people to understand and for the people to be replenished and be refilled with hope again. Luke plays this song here because he wanted the people to understand that whenever God promised something, it may take 200 years, it may take 500 years, it may take 10,000 years, but whenever God says something, he will always fulfill what he promises. In fact, if you look at the song of Zechariah, the message of the song goes something like this. God's visitation deserves to be celebrated. That in the midst of that situation, Zechariah was telling the people, let's celebrate. And the people were looking at this old guy, Ghanin guy, as we would say. And this guy was saying, let's celebrate. You know why we can celebrate? Because I have personally witnessed the work and the visitation of God. And I know that what God says he will do 
will actually come to pass. So he is extending this invitation to celebrate and not live with despondency, meaning hopelessness and live defeated and live like we have no hope of tomorrow. That the message of Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 to our church that last the hope of seeing God's return. God, uh, Zachariah was encouraging the people, we can hope again because this old guy that you see here that cannot produce or have a child in his own old age, God did a miracle. And that miracle was a sign of God's visitation to them. Listen to me, family. It does not matter how impossible things might be. We need just to look out through the window, look up in the sky and see the blueness and the beauty of the sky. And then we can renew our hope again because the very reason that we have eyes to see and eyes to be open is that God created it. And we can hope again. Zachariah said, I personally have experienced God's visitation. In fact, if you go back to chapter 1 and verse 18, and primarily in the first part of the verse 20, you will find when God was telling Zachariah, hey, I just need you to be quiet just for now, but I want you to understand something. The reason why I am making you be quiet is because I am doing something in your life. And right now you are struggling in understanding what I'm doing. So I'm going to let you have a pass and I'm going to shut you down for a minute. And then I will do something. And I want you to notice something that it says in the verse 20. In the first part of the verse 20. Where the angel said to Zechariah, And now you will be silent and not be able to speak. And listen to this phrase here. Until the day this happened. That means that what God was doing was not immediate so that he, he was struggling and God was telling him through the angel just wait a little bit longer and you will see the blessings of God. And then it happened in verse 57 when it come out and said when it was time, the timing of God the, the, the theme of Luke is about the timing of God fulfilling his promises and he said when it was time for Elizabeth to give birth to her baby she gave birth to a son and in verse 58 it says and her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord has shown her great mercy they said that this is impossible for a lady advanced in her um, birthing process age to have a baby the only thing I can say to this is the mercy of God and then in verse 64 it says immediately Listen to what happened to Zechariah. His mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak praising God. What Isaiah was, uh, Zechariah was doing you know, in verse 67 through the verse 79, he's saying, I am only declaring and I am only proclaiming what I have seen with my very own eyes. The very thing that I thought was impossible and was not able to happen, I have seen, I have witnessed it. That's why I am telling you that there is nothing impossible for God. And that even when you are going through hell right now, even when you are discouraged right now, even when fire is catching in your life right now, you can still celebrate because when God says so, it will happen. 
That's why we can celebrate. It might not look good for us right now. It might not feel good for us right now. We might be struggling right now. I do not know your struggle might be. But when we hope in the Lord, the Lord will not bring embarrassment to us. Because the psalmist said, as I can remember, the Lord will not let his children fall into shame. So if we trust God and if we depend on God, we shall see the blessing of God. So hear me rise up people. We can hope and we can celebrate in God because even though oppression and corruption is rampant, it shall change as long as we continue depending on God. So let's go to this prophetic psalm. There are two movements in this psalm. The movement number one is the prophet is celebrating the Messiah that was sent. We find that in verse 67 to the verse 75. And then there is a transition as the image changed from the Messiah to a child. And in verse 76 to the verse 79, we find the movement go to the messenger. God sent the message, the messiah, messiah or the message, and then he sent the messenger. And this was the cause and reason for celebration of the prophet um, uh, and of this priest Zechariah. While Zechariah was celebrating, number one, Zechariah was celebrating that God has visited them and brought with him redemption. God come with salvation. Listen to me, family. Anytime God visit, we he brings salvation. Meaning that when God come to our life and God change our life, the way he finds our life, he does not leave our life the way he finds it. There is always a change. But listen to this. In the first part of this um, song and this verse, we find the source of redemption. And listen, the source of redemption is not in a building or in a place. The source of redemption is found in Christ, a person. Why I say that? Because sometimes we elevate the place in the position and the place of the person of Jesus Christ. We elevate San Andres as the ultima Coca-Cola in the desierto, and yet we can't find salvation in the place San Andres. We elevate the church building as the source of salvation, and we can come to church morning, middle day, noon, and night, and 10 years can pass, 20 years can pass, 100 years can pass, and we remain the same. Why? Because the place does not change you. Who changed you is the person, and that person is Jesus Christ. So don't put your hope in a place. Put your hope in a person, and that hope is Jesus Christ. How do I know that? Because in verse 69, you find what the, um, the priest said in his song. Listen to what he said in verse 69. He said it clearly. He said in verse 69, he has raised up. And I want you to underline this image that he used. A horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Notice that he didn't say he raised up the house of David as the horn of salvation. He didn't say that. He said that in the house of David, I'm going to raise up a horn. I'm going to raise up a person. This person that is referring here is talking about Jesus. And why this is important? Because in ancient Near Eastern culture and time, 
horn and animals with horn was regarded as a symbol of strength and power that when they will go into war, they will defeat their enemy. And what um, Isaiah uh, Zechariah is saying, that Jesus Christ has power and Jesus Christ has might to take down the pride of our hearts and the ego of our minds. And he can come and renew our hearts and life and give us freedom from the very things that keep us down. What, what, what Zachariah is saying salvation is not in the house of David salvation is in the person that will come from the house of David what he's pointing us to he's pointing us to Jesus only Jesus can save and only Jesus can set you free it doesn't matter how much prayer they pray over you have you noticed that those people that get prayed over and say they're delivered today they have to go back next Sunday to get delivered again that means that they were placing their faith in an act or in a prayer, but they were not placing their faith in Christ Jesus. Because only Jesus can deliver us. What I'm trying to say, don't put your hope and your faith in a place. Put your hope and your faith in Jesus Christ. Zachariah said to the people, the people that were putting their hope in politics, nothing has changed. They were putting their hope in the priestly leadership. Nothing has changed. They were putting their hope in the pride of being a Jew. Nothing has changed. And what Zachariah said, don't put your hope in being a Jew or politics or anything of that. Put your hope in Jesus Christ. So we find the source of redemption. But look at the purpose of redemption in verse 72 through the verse 75. The purpose of redemption is a demonstration of God's goodness and an invitation to us to serve the Lord. Look at it. What we find here in verse 72 through verse 75, as some of you have went through the training of reading Hebrew poetry, and one of the things that I taught you about reading Hebrew poetry is to pay close attention to what we call Parallelism. Let the church say, without stammer and stutter like me. Parallelism is the right there. Parallelism. What parallelism do? Parallelism is that the author or the poetry writer used a line and from that line he started to build other lines to support the main idea of the first line. So what he's doing, he's trying to help them to understand something that I want you to see in a parallel reading of verses 72 to the verse 75. Now pay attention to here and I'll read it because the main argument that the author is making is found in verse 72. Let's read verse 72 and let me show you how parallelism works in Hebrew writing. And this is very important because it helps us to understand what is the point of the author. Look, he said, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember what? His holy covenant. So what is the dominant idea here in verse 72? The mercy of God. I'm calling the goodness of God. How the goodness of God look? No. Look at how he built his argument. Look at it. Verse 73. He said, the oath he swore to who? Our father Abraham. And let's look at verse 74. To rescue. You go from to show mercy. And then he said, all right. Let me show you how mercy works. Mercy what? Mercy works in this way. It rescues us from our own self. 
He said to rescue us, the plural right there, from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without what? And then he said, two way how we serve him in holiness, verse 75, and in righteousness. What he's saying, only by the mercy of God, we can stand up and say, God, I am faithful to you. Because in your strength and my strength, we can be faithful to God. Only God, by his mercy, can give us the strength to wake up and say, God, I choose to walk in your way instead of choose to walk in my way. So what Zachariah is doing, he's focusing us on God's mercy. That's goodness. Listen to me. Hear me from carefully what I'm going to say. Moralism can't save us. The only thing can save us is the work of God in Christ Jesus. And listen to me here now. That's why we can celebrate and that's why we can trust God because of what God has done. So we can't boast about how good we are or how good we look. We only boast of how great God has been to us. That means I have to have mercy on you. That means you have to have mercy on me. Because in my own strength, I can't make it. And in your own strength, you can't make it. The only thing that can help us is the grace and the mercy of God. That's why we have a song that says, All my life, you have... You know where that comes from? Because as the author look at the goodness of God, he said, Oh my God, all my life. Like even when I was in darkness over here doing this, I never want nobody to see me. And God will see me and he could have destroyed me. He showed me mercy. So the author is looking back at the history and said, look, when we were in Egypt, when we were in bondage, when we were in this chain, only the mercy of God could have taken us out because what nation was much more powerful than Egypt and Babylon? And yet God in his sovereign mercy come and rescue us from these two great nations. That means that there is nothing much more powerful than God. So hear me, family. God should be celebrated and trusted because when he said yes, he will fulfill it. So let's look at the other move. He brings redemption. He brings restor restoration. Can somebody help me please some water? <clears throat> the restoration he brings, you'll find it in verse 76 to the verse 79. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Grab your Bibles and look with me, verse 76 to verse 79. Thank you for Salvavidas. <laughs> look at it now. Look at the move. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. Talking about John. For you will go on before the Lord <laughs> to prepare the way for him. Verse 77. To give his people, look at the function of a prophet, the knowledge of what? Not about how good you are or how well you can be. Through the forgiveness of their sins. Verse 78. Because of the tender, again, there we go, the tender mercy of God, by which 
the rising sun will come to us from heaven. And look at verse 79. To shine to us, live, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Hear me now. Remember I told you that for 400 years, there was no prophetic voice 400 years and the reason why Zachariah was celebrating listen to this is because God in his tender mercy restore what was broken God restored back the prophetic voice that was dissipated from among the people from Malachi all the way to Matthew 400 years and this guy come back and say, what? This is an act of God that what we have been missing for 400 years, the Lord restored it back unto us. And now that's why we find Zechariah singing of God's visitation because as he reflects back on what is missing, he said, when God visits us, he did not only bring redemption, but God brings restoration. So I want to encourage you this morning that whatever in your life have been broken, whatever you have done, I don't care if you've done it last night or this morning, God can restore you. God can restore you I don't care if you are embarrassed by what you've done I don't care if you have offended somebody because of what you've done Zachariah said listen look at it we have rebelled against God and yet God in his tender mercy has restored unto us what has been broken that's good news my friend you know that in the listen to me family the reason why we can celebrate and the reason why we can rejoice about God is because of what he has done because you are I deserve death and instead of giving us death he put himself over his son and received everything that we deserve and he said I'm going to set you free my goodness you and I deserve to be unfor not, never to be forgiven and he said you know you, I know you deserve not to be forgiven but listen to me I am going to give you what you don't deserve you and I deserve never to receive peace. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give you peace that surpasses understanding. Don't you realize that sometimes when you are in deep trouble and whole burdened with anxiety, burdened with problems, sickness is taking over you, you are heavy with this problem, you have work over here and you got problem in here and you got problem the other way. And in just in a moment like that, God just give you peace. That you can get up and go work and say, you know, oh devil, you, no, you can get up and say, God, Thank you for your peace. And you can go work with all of the pressure, with all of the problem you have in your home. You can raise up your hand and you can go there because of the peace of God. That's the mercy of God. So next time when you feel like complaining or what we say, mama, understand this. The very reason you have voice to mama is because of the tender mercy of God. So here's my suggestion. As the pain hit, God, thank you for your mercy. Because your pain remind me that you are showing me your goodness. 
And when you are broke and mad and you want to kill your husband or something like that because you don't have no money, I don't have a financial stress going on right now. Say, God, thank you for your mercy because you still give me a husband and you still give me a wife. Listen to me, family. We're laughing, but we are missing on the mercy of God. It is the mercy of God that you have a job. It's the mercy of God you have a, a work. It's the mercy of God you have a husband, you have a wife. It's the mercy of God that you have what you have. We need to celebrate. That's why I am Zachariah. I said, come, let's celebrate because God has visited us and he has shown us his mercy. His mercy make us live this morning. His mercy let us to bless a child this morning. It is the mercy of God. Now, when you don't have even rice porridge to eat, the mercy of God make your belly. Sometimes you don't want even going to public because it's your belly start gripe and start groan and start make all kind of nice. But you can wake up and say, God, thank you for your life because it's your mercy that gives me life. Listen to me. You can be in whatever condition you are, but you can still praise God. Don't let your situation right now make you live defeated and broken and hopeless. Live with hope because of who your God is. He is a merciful God. He he is a good God. He is a faithful God. Listen to me. One of these days, your belly will stop crying. One of these days, your tears will start going from you. One of these days, you will have strength again. And then you will testify like Zachariah. Come, let's celebrate. Because the Lord has visited us. Listen to me, family. It's the mercy of God. It's the mercy of God. It's the mercy of God. I remember, I was complaining. I shared this story with you already. I was complaining, studying for the ministry, working at a church. I was the one with the best grade in my class, projected to get first place, but I never had the money to pay my school. And the mercy of God, listen to the work. When I didn't even have the money, they let me register and take class and they gave me mercy. Mr. Williams, you have this to pay. And every time they got to the point of kicking me out the grades and my performance in class and say, you know, we can't, this is the best grade that we have. How can we kick this person out? But it came to the point when they said, listen, it's too much money, $9,000. You have to come up with that. And they kicked me out. And he teacher and said, Mr. Williams, still come class. By rights, the university had to keep me. I couldn't go back in classroom. But they said, you can still attend, but you're great. You're good on. I went from A to C. And listen, I don't know where they come from. I don't know how they happen. I went from deficit of $9,000 and I have a surplus of $13,000. I didn't have only to pay my semester that period, but I have overflow to pay the other semester. Listen to me. If God is not merciful, I don't know who else is merciful. I should have been kicked out. The teacher didn't show me mercy. Ah, the way God was sovereignly orchestrating everything. And today I can say I graduated. 
Not because I was good. Not because I was fearful. Because I was complaining, God, you bring me fast and I'm just going to eat all in a cold every winter. I, I can't even come out. I don't want to come out. And it's like that. But yet you have me here. It had to be your grace. And I started to complain against God. I said, God, you're not serious. You want to bring me to shame like that? And I graduated. And listen, even before we came back, the school offered us a full ride to a different university to do a master's degree in the first area of what they call black studies. It is the mercy of God. Never undermine or underplay the mercy of God. When you feel defeated and hopeless, remember the mercy of God. Touch somebody and tell them, remember the mercy of God. God visited them, showed them mercy, redeemed them, and give them reconciliation. Father, we bless your name. Thank you for your mercy. We don't deserve it, but like Zachariah, we will sing of it. Father, we are not seeing the change right now. We are not seeing, Lord God, things moving we are overwhelmed and we are anxious and desperate like the, the peop, your people in the time of Zechariah. But even so, Lord God, we will do like Zechariah. We will sing of your love forever because your mercy has been faithful to us. Your goodness has been demonstrated to us. We should have remained in darkness but you have shined your marvelous light. We should have been broken with depression, but you gave us your peace that passes all understanding. We should have been uh, crazy and going mad and acting mad and, and running the street with the amount of burden and problems that we have. But in the midst of it, you show us mercy. Father, right now I may not be able to be fully engaged and do what you've called me to do. But it is your mercy that has me here today. So God, I thank you for your mercy. I praise you for your mercy. I celebrate you for your mercy. Thank you, thank you so much for your mercy. Your mercy is keeping us together. In Jesus' name I pray. And the church of God says, Amen, Amen. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through his son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at The Alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash The Alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.